Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A major medical breakthrough bringing us one step closer to using animal organs in humans. Surgeons at NYU Langone announcing they have transplanted a pig kidney into a brain dead patient. And for the first time, that kidney, genetically modified to better match a human body, has functioned for more than a month without the body rejecting it. The hope is that one day, pig kidneys could ease a dire shortage of organs. More than 100,000 Americans are waiting for an organ, but each year, only about a third will get one. 17 people die each day waiting. Well, that's my new band. We'll be playing Labor Day weekend, the pig kidneys. Mm. But that's something. 17 people die a day from not being able to get a kidney, and now you can uh, jab a a hog's kidney and and you'll be all right. The humble swine, so delicious, so helpful. Um, yes. <laughs> so delicious, so helpful. <laughs> Thank you. I am, I am struck by the sacrifice slash generosity of the family who, when asked, hey, your loved one is on life support, their brain no longer functions, can we keep their body functioning long enough to see whether we can successfully implant a pig kidney. Well, that's nice, but how about the compassion and then generosity of the pig? Hey, I was using that. <laughs> well, eh, we win. You know, eh, if you're uncomfortable with pigs being sacrificed for our good, you're going to have a serious change in your diet, and sir. And breakfast is not going to be as delicious. All right, complete change of topic. 
Talked about this in hour four of the show, I believe. The Wall Street Journal editorial board with a long, detailed, brilliant article uh, entitled It's Time to Bring Back the, how did they phrase it, uh, asylums. And you can call them mental hospitals, uh, uh, asylums, whatever you like. Um, and Jack mentioned, you know, places you can be put, whether you like it or not. But if you desperately need mental health care and want it in America, there's no place for you. There's very little help for you. As you know, it's very difficult and very expensive to get. And this article goes through the history of mental health care in the country, particularly the 20th century, and that uh, by the 1950s, there were 600,000 people in these uh, asylums. Keep in mind the word asylum means a refuge, a, a safe and pleasant place to be. Um, they got kind of a bad name, which we'll get into in a minute. But that 600,000 patients in the 1950s today is 45,000. There are 45,000 people in mental institutions in a country that's three times as big as it was in the 50s. Right, right. And they go into the history, and this should be better known. In the middle 50s, Thorazine came out and... It looked like a revolution, a new drug with the potential to treat psychotic disorders like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder. This was the the uh, penicillin of mental health. And because the asylums had acquired a legitimate, really rough reputation because of some excesses and cruelty, experimental treatments that were a terrible idea, that sort of thing, uh, rights groups and, and folks, uh, the elites, particularly progressive elites, said we need to shut down the asylums. We give these people Thorazine and we get a mental health care in these neighborhood clinics. And everybody said, well, OK, sounds great. Let's do it. And they shut down all these asylums. Uh, Kennedy signed that law, actually, in 19. I think it was 63. It was the last bill he signed before he was murdered. Um, the Community Mental Health Act. It aimed to demolish the walled-off world of the asylum in favor of 1,500 local clinics where patients could receive drugs and therapies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, closing the asylums was the easy part. Getting people to accept a mental health clinic next to the local church or elementary school proved a much tougher sell. Thorazine, it turned out, had serious nasty side effects. And for various reasons, legislatures didn't fund these community mental health centers. So the people were simply turned loose on the streets. And that's the situation we're still in. Worth pointing out, that myth that Reagan closed the mental hospitals is a lie. It is a dirty lie that was imposed on the whole country by progressives, who, I will admit, were 100% trying to do the right thing, I believe. They went off half-cocked like progressives often do. Right. No, and one of the most famous movies of all time, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, was all about showing you how awful the whole mental health industry was. Uh, back at a time where I guess for some of those places were awful, but that th- mm-hmm. th- that is stunning that we had at that time the equivalent of like today nearly two million people in mental hospitals that we got none of now. <laughs> well, practically none. So all those people, where are they? Where are they? They're on the street. How many people? If you live in an urban area, how many people do you pass every single day that you could look at and think that person needs to be in the care of the state? Right. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Then there was a landmark case in 1972 where a federal court ruled that involuntary commitment must be limited to cases involving, quote, the extreme likelihood that someone will do immediate harm to himself or others. A very, very strict standard. 
Three years later, Supreme Court tightened things further um, by asserting authorities had been too cavalier in locking away the harmlessly mentally ill. That is true because they used to put you in, in uh, an asylum for everything from melancholia to hysteria to depression to whatever. So we went way too far in one direction. Then, as society tends to do, we went way, way, way too far in the other. And we have the situation now where you have the profoundly mentally ill, you have the somewhat mentally ill who are on heavy drugs now and ruining their brains, and you have the perfectly healthy who are ruining their brains on drugs and becoming profoundly mentally ill. And look at the city and town streets in blue states in America, and and you'll see this. Our mental institutions now are the jails or uh, under the overpass. Right, exactly. And to that point, as we mentioned yesterday, uh, we'll we'll let you uh, at home play the the grim grim Armstrong and Getty guessing game. Uh, what are the nation's three largest mental health facilities? They are the L.A. County Jail, the Cook County Jail in Chicago, and Rikers Island in New York City. Those are our three biggest mental health care facilities, jails. So, the Wall Street Journal is advocating. We must, with modern standards, modern oversight, modern understanding of mental health care and, and compassion, reopen significantly sized mental hospitals, mental health hospitals. Why don't we call them that? Every state of the union, every single one. And the objections by the ACLU, for instance, are to me just pathetic. I mean, okay, we need to tap the brakes. We need to ride the brakes. We need to have oversight out the wazoo. Great. But the current thing is not only unsuccessful, it's an unmitigated horror. These people dying of infected sores on the streets is better a better idea than modern mental hospitals? You can't defend that premise Or today. turn to your own uh, compassion for yourself. Crazy people can be dangerous. Right. To themselves and others. Yeah, in fact, this article in the Wall Street Journal opens up with a slew of horror stories of mentally ill people hurting and killing other people. And I know I hear you. Not all mentally ill. In fact, it's a very small percentage of mentally ill people who are dangerous. Well, what percentage would it need to be if they kill your mom? If it's 5% or 15% and your mom is dead, is that of some sort of comfort to you or what? Um, Anyway, so that's all a very, very long setup to a handful of emails and texts we got. Um, Do you have the text handy or I can just do these emails, whatever. Oh, go ahead. Um, KP with a stern uh, idea of a three-step plan for mental asylums in the U.S. One, the creation and enforcement of strong vagrancy laws. We already have them. Two, strong enforcement of drug use violations. And three, lower the bar to plead insanity for vagrancy drug use violations whereby time served can be done at a mental hospital. Between the homeless and those with mental illnesses that self-medicate with illegal drugs, if we could get them into mental asylums and off the street or out of the prisons, that would solve many of the problems we see today. And that's the thing. Come on, compassionate people. These people, they push it and push it and push it, society-wise, because they can't help it until they end up in jail. And then they get quote-unquote treatment. Boy, this is a long note. Um... A woman sharing her family's mental health uh, treatment um, and how the person kept ending up on the street because there was just no basis to 
hold them for their own good. Um, and, and the woman ended up dead at age 29 of a cerebral hemorrhage. Well, so we got, I mean, we got one long text responding to a problem I presented in this conversation yesterday is I just oh, don't yeah. know if this is possible with our current legalistic framework and the way we sue everybody and jury's willingness to give giant payouts. Uh, uh, one, I don't know if they're a lawyer or not. They wrote like a lawyer thinking that, no, there is no way we can do it now. Because if you, if you held one person that you shouldn't have held at your mental and mental hospital, there is going to be a lawsuit that a jury awards gazillions of dollars for them being held against their will, which will either close down the place or make them go so far toward not holding anybody who's even close to a gray area that we're practically not accomplishing anything at that point. I don't know how we get around that. That is a devastating point. It's it's horrifying and it's sad. It almost makes me want to say, let's fold the tent and start a new country with new laws about uh, tort reform and, and the rest of it. Because you're right. A uh, good friend of the family, uh, I know this young man quite well, worked for several years on the addiction floor of a major hospital. And he dealt with a lot of people who were dealing with mental illness problems and or drugs. And he was regularly punched, attacked, had body fluids fluids thrown on him. He was accused of rape more than once by crazed female people who then would want to immediately have sex with him. There, It was volatile. It was really volatile. And in that environment, the sort of, what do they call it with cops, qualified immunity that everybody would have to have would definitely open the door to them being overprotected from actual abuse. It is an extremely difficult nut to crack. But I think we can all agree that what we're doing right now is a miserable failure. But as you point out, it could be, you know, when Bill Clinton Clinton famously said, and it was a great political line, uh, I never thought I'd find myself longing for Democrats of Bill Clinton's ilk, but I kind of do. He said, there's nothing wrong with America that can't be fixed. By what is right with America. There are days I'm not sure that's true anymore. I wonder how you would separate drug addicts from crazy people. You'd get that they would be treated over the course of months in an inpatient, secure facility. Against their will? Sure. Yeah. If they are acting in a way that makes it clear they cannot function in society, yeah. It's like in Europe, in most of the world, yes, we will be compassionate about your drug use. Yeah, we'll give you clean needles. We'll give you a safe injection site, etc. You have to follow every damn rule of society, though, just like the rest of us. And if you don't, your soft treatment is going to be revoked and you're going to go to jail. That is a perfectly reasonable bargain. Have some more emails on this topic. Uh, have you got any thoughts? Uh, new thoughts? Text line 415-295-KFTC. Much on the way. Strong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mommy's at work right now. Again? Every day. My mommy's working again. Yeah, she's working hard. That is a little girl unhappy that her mom has to go to work, I guess is what that is. Again. Can't believe it's like five days a week. Every day. We also got this text, pygmies. That's what they should call those pig kidneys that are going to be all the rage. If you need a kidney, you can get one from a pig now. They've made it work. Pygmies, we'll call them. Hmm. That would be something. What did you say? Seven people a day die? I think what it was, was the 17 a day. 17. Great, Scott, waiting for a kidney. Good Lord. Yeah, how awful is that? But now we got pygmies. We can uh, solve that problem. So we're talking about mental health hospitals making a comeback. We, we currently like that doesn't even I didn't know that 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 practically doesn't exist as a thing yeah, in the country it, anymore. It, it, yeah, pathetically undersupplied. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, so bring that back. It'd be people being put in there against their will. And Gavin Newsom, state of California, is trying to get that going. And uh, that'll be ground zero for making that work, I guess. 
Or again, I think you would have a significant percentage of people who would be happy to be getting the help because they can't get it anywhere else. A couple of uh, texts that we got I thought were interesting. Uh, One that um, they say their local so-called mental health hospital has mostly drug and alcohol admissions for people. I don't know why they're doing it that way. Uh, We got this text. um, Somebody whose mom... Okay. Among the reasons state hospitals were so populated back in the day that there were so many things that were categorized as disorders, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. My mother worked at one in North Dakota which, like most, had a whole wing for homosexuals that would get you scooped up and locked away in a mental hospital back in the day, being gay. Wow! At least they were all housed together, but that's terrible. Yeah, well, see... hmm. But again, the mistakes of the past can't... Uh, I mean, they inform the future. They can't paralyze the future. Well, we wouldn't do that again, but is there a reason to think we wouldn't get off the rails really quickly again with who gets thrown in a mental hospital? But like you said, it it would have to be better than what we're doing now. Yeah, I I would say that, you know, like so many technologies, the answer is no, we're way better. Now, would we make mistakes? Of course. I don't want to engage in that idiotic hubris of the modern day man. We've learned everything that there is to be learned, and now we know everything. Because we absolutely don't, but it would be way better. Uh, pointed out in the text line, important to remember that John F. Kennedy, who signed that bill you were talking about, uh, helping to move toward closing down the mental hospitals, uh, his sister was in an asylum and was experimented on as well. It was a huge motivation for him to sign that bill. Yeah, Rosemary Kennedy given a uh, experimental lobotomy that ruined her. Oh, my as a matter of fact. God. Yeah. Want to squeeze this in from Ali Anonymous. Uh, really appreciate your discussion. I'm a family medicine resident and have treated psychiatric patients, both inpatient and outpatient. The lack of funding for state hospital beds leads to patients waiting in the acute psych hospital for much longer than is ideal. As a primary outpatient provider, we're perpetually in need of more psychiatrists and therapists with little hope that things improving soon. To your point about the liability of hospitalizing and committing patients, that's something we take very seriously, not only from the liability perspective, but I realized the first time I signed a patient hold form, I was temporarily taking away someone's rights, and that was a very heavy thing to think about. Right. The process of all of this varies from state to state, and it gets very complicated the longer you keep a patient in the hospital. Wow. Oh, and she would love to see some of the T-shirts in women's cuts, Hanson, especially the Things Are Getting Weird T-shirt. So this woman is on the ball multiple times. <laughs> if you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do I intend to try the 19 defendants in this indictment together? Yes. So that's Fonnie Willis, the DA there in Fulton County. That's around the indictment over the whole Georgia stuff. So she came out yesterday and wants the Trump trial to begin March 4th. I set an actual date, which is two days before Super Tuesday, which would obviously be quite the distraction for the most likely... Uh, leading candidate for the Republican Party. Um, and again, how all these trials <laughs> with different origins are all occurring, like right in the midst of the two days before Super Tuesday or two days before the Iowa caucuses or whatever is kind of hard to buy is just, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to build a 5,000 square foot house by myself and I'll have it done by the end of August. Yeah. I'll be moving in September one. Yeah. Well, no, and, no you're not well into the, the, that. So she set the date two days before super Tuesday, which would be highly inconvenient for Wouldn't the, that be a Sunday. Mm. I'm not showing up to a trial. I don't care if I'm the judge. Yeah. I thought I heard two days before Super, eh, Super, Super Tuesday. Before. Super anyway. Tuesday almost has to be on a Tuesday. I mean, it really would be horrible if it weren't. Well, a lot of people aren't going to. be difficult to explain. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, none of that makes any difference. because So I, I heard the, build, the big buildup. I was watching MSNBC this morning, and they set it up, and they talked about the date, and how it would factor in, and they put up a calendar, and they, this trial there, and this trial there, and how would he blah, blah, blah. And then they went to their legal expert, even on MSNBC, they went to their legal expert and said, how likely is that date holds? will actually hold and the legal expert after like a 15 minute buildup said there's no chance of that date actually happening and I thought, shouldn't you have gone to her first before you spent 15 minutes talking about the ins and outs and how complicated it fits in the calendar since she just said there's no chance of it happening god i hate modern media and all the discussions they're just so many of them are pointless 
I feel so bad for those MSNBCers. They had to feel like a couple that their, their kid ran in the middle of having sex. I mean, it went from great to, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, shoot. Oh, this is bad. Because, you know, they are they are turgid. They are so excited over all of this. They can't contain their glee. But most legal experts that I've been following that, like, are nonpartisan, I trust them that they're being honest people think there's not a chance that it happens that soon. And there's very, very little chance it happens before the election at all. So then you get into the weirdness of, okay, it's a state charge. He can't pardon it. He can't stop it. But would the would there be a ruling that this has to be delayed until he, after he's out of office? She can't be bringing a case against the sitting president of the United States. That's if he won, mm-hmm. which might fly with the Supreme Court. Looks Because if states could start bringing cases against sitting presidents, we would have a mess on our hands, right? Especially given the lengthy statute of limitations for certain offenses, you could go back five, six, seven years before they were president and say, yeah, last time he was in Atlanta, we have evidence that he blah, blah, blah. Right. It it would never happen. Whether it would be Texas bringing a case against Gavin Newsom or California bringing a case against George W. Bush or whatever, you can't have states putting presidents in the courtroom. Right. So that might end that way. Anyway, it ain't going to happen on the date they claim. Probably not going to happen before the election. That's all you need to know about that. Although I did take in a long legal podcast, several of them, about the difference between conspiracy and RICO, which I actually found pretty interesting. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. Maybe not. RICO is the responsible Indians coercion operation. Right, exactly. That's the no, whole racketeering thing that they that Giuliani actually used right. to get the mob back in the day. But it's it's very distinct from a conspiracy. But the laws. How interesting. But the thing you might miss, just in case you do any your stuff about this, the laws are RICO laws in Georgia are way different than federal RICO laws. So if you hear anybody pontificating, but she doesn't have anything for RICO, it doesn't match this. Well, it doesn't match the normal standards you've seen on TV shows. It does match the standards in Georgia, though. Wow. So you add to the complexity of you have all those defendants. As we mentioned yesterday, some of them are witnesses in one trial and defendants in another. How do you work that out right. with the Fifth Amendment and the rest of it? You have some of the people some of the charges they were doing work as a federal official in an official capacity some not but some were therefore that has to be in federal court and then the the usual complexities of discovery and and evidence and what will be permitted what will not what will uh, uh, witnesses be allowed to testify to and what will they not and 19 different offen- defendants and this uh, gal is going to go ahead and, and kick off this circus uh, at the beginning of february that's hilarious oh and what was that you brought us the the nugget of all nuggets the nugget of all nuggets the king of nuggets that uh, that there's no way Trump goes to jail. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've all been picturing how that would work. It, there's there's just no I was listening to one legal expert from the, who used to work in the Justice Department who said there's no chance he ever spends a day behind bars. Zero chance. It's just undoable for all kinds of different reasons. So he could he could end up, you know, with his freedom taken away. But it'd have to be some sort of home restriction or build a special place or something. But he's never going to be in a in a prison, even a white-collar prison. Getting imprisoned in Mar-a-Lago is a thing. Just tell me what crime to commit.
Right. Exactly. Do I get to play golf? Do I get to eat in the restaurant? Do I get to continue to grab my iPad and be the DJ for karaoke? All right. Go down and get a spa treatment, et cetera. (laughs) That's some prison. Yeah. Wow. Uh, So speaking of the nexus of media, justice, and politics, this is so interesting and underappreciated, I think. And the Washington Times doing some great reporting on it. Susan Ferreccio, who's long been one of the leading journalists, who's not a liberal Conservative media outlets and journalists are fighting a network of organizations that are working to kill their advertising revenue by slapping them with misinformation labels. And the federal government, our federal government, is funding a lot of it right now. This stuff is absolutely unacceptable. I'm glancing at the clock instead of rushing through it like a lunatic. I'm sorry, an unfortunate term, given our previous discussion about mental health and mental hospitals. Uh, Rushing through it in a way that obscures the meaning and lowers the comprehension. Uh, Like a cuckoo bird. Why don't we talk about something else? Uh, How about this? We got the hilarious thing we were going to do. Oh, I'm an idiot. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, The hilarious thing. Right. I used to really be fond of Jake Tapper. I thought he was a sharp guy, kind of a fair guy, a liberal, but he he had an open mind. He has let me down over and over again. This might be the height of Jake Tapper-related idiocy. (laughs) Past, present, and future. It will be difficult to surpass this elephantine stupidity. Michael, clip 26. Trump on Truth Social yesterday wrote, quote, they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers, a word that I'm not particularly familiar with, riggers. Keith Boykin, a a Democratic political commentator and former White House aide to to Bill Clinton, he, he took issue with that term. Take a listen. Oh, and he wants to find the riggers, his word, not mine, who stole the election from me. Rigger, please. He, uh, Boykin went on to say Trump's choice of words uh, is not an accident after spending days making racist attacks against Fonnie Willis, the black woman leading the prosecution against him in I- Atlanta. Uh, what do you make of that? Riggers, please. Which, which, which racist attack was that, Jake Tapper? I don't remember that one, and I do this for a living. I'm looking at the Independent in the UK. They've got the headline, Trump Slam for Racist Truth Social, as he prepares to be booked into Fulton County Jail. Well, if you saw that headline, you'd think, oh my gosh, what did he say? But then it gets down to the actual message that he put out. Then he mentioned, they used the term riggers in talking about people who rigged the election. I can't believe this is actually even a thing. It is so phony, so desperate. The Independent is left a Pravda, by the way. Um, Racist dog whistle, according to The Independent. Yeah, okay, great. Your son is big, but my son is bigger. When I was a kid, I rolled in the grass and I got chiggers. I mean, none of this is racist. I, I, as a kid, I liked to watch bulldozers and diggers. Still not racist. How phony can they force themselves to be or are they so deluded they're serious which is it you make the call i don't actually know i mean that's that's hilarious yet insane i don't, i i seriously i can't tell 
uh, I would say this, that the one, one of the main arguments that uh, Mark Halpern writes in his newsletter every day that I read is the mainstream media, if Trump gets elected, they will play a major role in that. And hey, mainstream media, hey, Jack, Jake Tapper, that might have satisfied some of your Trump haters, but anybody who likes Trump or is even possibly considering voting for Trump, they hear that stupid, stupid story and they think, that's it, I'm voting for Trump. I mean, that's yep. too far. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Right. Well, accurate and mainstream journalists like Jake Tapper on CNN are fine. Conservative journalists, no way we will have that story about the global monitoring networks coming up. Yeah. Wow, what a story that is. Plenty on the way. Hope you can stay with us. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I can't get over how watching my kids play sports is is more painful for me than playing sports was for me at the time. And I found playing sports very painful. Wow. Well, I loved playing sports. Loved, loved, loved it. And... Uh... It's just painful watching kids. <laughs> it's just stressful. <laughs> Except on those occasions when they, you know, really do well, then it's kind yeah. of fun. But sure. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've experienced. But then, that if too. you're at all sane, you have to say to yourself, "Okay, that doesn't reflect on me." Well, no, I'm not worried about that. Oh God, that never's played a role in my life at all, reflecting on mm-hmm. me. I don't want them to feel emotional pain. That's what it's all about. I know sure. what failure feels like, and it hurts. And I don't want yeah. them to feel that pain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you up, got, this is the thing with parenting that is so hard. One of the many things that's so hard is you realize this is something you have to go through. This is part of life. It's a, it's a necessary part of becoming a resilient human, but it doesn't mean it's pleasant to watch them go through it. Resilient might be the single most important quality a human being can develop, and we have fashioned society to make sure kids aren't resilient. Safetyism, yeah. but that's another topic. Yeah. So the battle on the language front is so important for especially conservative America as the left owns academia, they own most of the media, and they are trying so hard to twist the language and make you comply. You've noticed that probably. Coming up next hour, oddly enough, uh, a bunch of uh, progressive types, uh, women's rights activists in particular, are saying, stop saying sex worker. I thought that's what we were supposed to say, but they make some excellent points. Anyway... This topic, uh, the global monitoring networks, some of them taxpayer-funded that are suppressing conservative news media by slapping them with misinformation levels, uh, uh, labels. rather. Now, there are a handful of organization names you probably won't remember, but I'll hit you with them. The World Federation of Advertisers and its subsidiary, subsidiary the Global Alliance for Responsible Media, or GARM, have led the charge in steering blue-chip advertisers, the giant advertisers and agencies away from news outlets whose content they subjectively deem harmful, sensitive, or misinformation. This is just a massive, economically brutal extension of the fact check. COVID-19 did not leak from the Wuhan lab, but started in a food market, a wet market. But again, without like just 
silencing individual voices. It's economically devastating. The British-based Global Disinformation Index and the U.S. company NewsGuard also have developed lists and rating systems that attack the credibility and scare advertisers away from top conservative news outlets. House investigators are looking into this, including the Biden administration funding these organizations to the tune of hundreds of thousands of your taxpayer dollars. Jim Jordan on the House Judiciary Committee uh, subpoenaed top officials from a number of these uh, organizations seeking documents related to coordinated efforts to, quote, demonetize and censor disfavored speech online. There is collusion among all these places. And again, uh, the State Department provided $330,000 to this Global Disinformation Index, a British firm that provides risk ratings to major advertising companies to steer them away from certain news sites. Wow. Why would we be doing that at all? With taxpayer and, money? And and here's maybe the funniest thing I'll say all week. And if we do have the government fund organizations that tell you which media outlets are good and which are bad, will they do it fairly? <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. But you don't. You, that's absolutely true and laughable. Ha ha ha! I laugh too. Uh, but you don't even. You don't even. You don't even need to go there. It's just. What is the role of the federal government? When is the role of the federal government to persuade private companies where they should advertise? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Particularly on a question of truth. I mean, that's that's it, that goes from unconstitutional to dangerous to unholy. Right, and these companies have a real big interest in making sure they advertise in places that aren't going to do them damage, obviously. I'm sure they would say, hey, you're getting all uh, your panties are in a twist over our methods, and you're, you're making assumptions about us. How about our results? Let's take a look at those results, folks. So the index last year identified the following publications as the riskiest sites encouraging advertisers to avoid them which means trying to put them out of business. Make no mistake, if all of our advertisers avoided us, we would just be talking to each other. Probably go to a podcast and we'd figure it out. Anyway, in 2022, here are your riskiest sites that should not get any advertising dollars. Newsmax, The New York Post. Oh, wow. Real Clear Politics. What? So the my taxpayer money is going to companies to convince them not to advertise with the New York Post. That's crazy. The Daily Wire, unmistakably conservative, but Ben Shapiro is painstakingly conscientious and and incredibly smart. The Blaze, don't advertise that. Too dangerous. The American Spectator, Newsmax. They all, they listed Newsmax twice. Uh, Reason Magazine. Good Lord, are you serious? And the Federalist. Federalist. Riskiest sites. The least risky sites, there are eight of them. Count on your fingers which of them are notably left. NPR. One wow, you've got to be kidding. No misinformation or disinformation ever on NPR. The Washington Post. Ding. HuffPo. Ding! The Insider. Ding! ProPublica. Ding! We're five for five liberal. The Wall Street Journal. Great news publication. USA Today. Ding! 
AP News, ding! Seven of the eight are notably, undeniably, undeniably lefty. That and is, taxpayer money is going to these organizations. That is really a maddening story. It shouldn't happen at all. That's just not the business of the government. I know. I, I, this makes me militant. Wow. For the government, and this is yet another example, friends. I'm sure you remember there have been a couple others where Facebook, Twitter, etc. The Biden administration reached out, pressured, and threatened the social media outlets for printing things they didn't like. It's censorship by proxy. It's an absolute slaughter of the First Amendment by proxy. And and I don't know precisely how to get militant about this stuff. Let me think about it. Maybe you have ideas. Uh, email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. But I swear, this is yet another of my new jihads. We have got to fight this tooth and nail. You have a lot of jihads. I really do. But we still haven't gotten to our full team coverage of the impending Britney Spears divorce, which is tragic news that happened overnight. Maybe we'll get to that later. America's sweetheart. Heartbroken. <laughs> America's bare, dirty-footed sweetheart. Driving her Maybach, I said I saw yesterday in a picture with no wedding ring on. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.